I love this time of year, even though I'm glad all the hustle and bustle is over, uh, because I've, I've said before, I'm a list guy. I love list. And at the end of, of every year, you, you know, you have list. The books of the year, uh, the, the plays of the year, if you're into sports, uh, all, all sorts of, of list. And this year was an added bonus because it was also the end of a decade. And so not only did I get to enjoy uh, end of the year list, I have been enjoying a lot of end of the decade kinds of list. And, and one thing that, that lists do for me, it, it makes me think. And it, it mo motivates me to come up with my own list and, and to look at a particular list and think, okay, now I wouldn't have put that on there. I would have put this. And even, even causes, causes me to maybe look forward some uh, to anticipate a new list for the year. And so here, here's the point. The, the, begin, the ending of an old year and the beginning of a new year is a time to both reflect and to resolve. And I, I would hope that, that we would reflect and revol, re, resolve to do some things that are a little more important than just a book of the year or the team of the year or the play of the year or the stock of the year or, or whatever kind of list we may be into. But to think spiritually and, and to think about some ways uh, that we can uh, resolve, some things we can resolve to do to enhance our spiritual life this year. And, and again, reflecting can motivate us uh, to do that. You know, we, we remind ourselves from week to week that God, as our Creator, encourages us to remember. All throughout Scripture, He challenges His people to remember. And why does God tell us to remember? Because we often forget. So this, again, is a, is a good time to remember some things about the past year with an eye toward the future. All right? So here's how we're going to do that uh, this morning. Nearly every recording device, whether it be uh, an audible recording device or some kind of viewing recording device, has four common buttons. There is a rewind button, there is a pause button, there is a fast forward button, and there is a play button. So we're going to kind of use, use that uh, to work through a few thoughts uh, this morning as we welcome in, uh, not again, not just a new year, but a new uh, decade. So let's rewind for just a moment. Uh, our year in 2019, we might say, began kind of in mid-February when Buddy Bell of Montgomery, Alabama came to be with us. And, and Buddy is, is kind of recognized as the small group or life group guru in Churches of Christ. And so we brought, we brought Buddy in, and he spent a weekend with us and uh, taught a couple of classes and preached one Sunday morning and just shared with us as a congregation how impactful a life group ministry can be. 
And so one of, one of our leadership's goals for 2019 was to encourage more participation in, in life groups. And so then in the summer, kind of taking what Buddy had shared with us, you might remember we had a combined Sunday morning Bible class for adults all through the summer in which we emphasized not only more participation in our life groups, but more participation in our Sunday morning Bible classes. And, and guess what? We, we accomplished the goal of raising a level of participation amongst us uh, in both life groups and Bible class uh, attendance. In, in one way we enhanced uh, Bible class attendance was we, we flipped worship and, and Bible class, and we're continuing to monitor that. And we appreciate everyone's input, and if you feel strongly one way or the other, continue to share your thoughts with us. And even, even though worship attendance has decreased just slightly, Bible class attendance has increased nearly 50%, between 40 and, and 50%. And, and so again, we'll continue to watch uh, those numbers over the next uh, few, few weeks. And if you have any input, uh, come see me. Come go talk uh, to one of the uh, elders. But that was one of the big things uh, that we did this past year. The second thing uh, that I would mention this morning really was probably the biggest, wasn't it? And that was the 150th celebration. And what a wonderful Sunday uh, September the 8th was for us when a number of former members came back and a number of former ministers. And uh, we just had that wonderful uh, celebration of 150 years. And I, I really appreciate that uh, Jill has kind of left up our historical uh, survey on the wall back there through the years. I have had guests who have walked the entire foyer and looked at each of those uh, posters and then commented to me uh, about how impactful that was just, just on them. My daughter-in-law, Katie, Taylor's wife, uh, here a couple of weeks ago, was one of those. She, she just couldn't believe that a church has, has been in existence for 150 years. And uh, the, the, the theme of roots and wings. And, and really, the, it, the, the day kind of culminated with just the challenge of, of continuing uh, to put ourselves in a position as servants of God, of, as instruments of God, uh, to continue to have uh, an influence in this community and to continue to let our light shine brightly here uh, in the city of Paris, Lamar County, and even uh, beyond. The year, we might say, kind of culminated just a few weeks ago with the appointment of, of three new elders. And uh, God raised up among us uh, Lewis Anderson, Daryl Bulls, and Brad Francis uh, as additional shepherds of this church. And we were so uh, excited about that. And we've had, uh, I guess, one meeting uh, together. And just uh, the energy uh, that has been created uh, with that is going to be really good uh, for us as uh, a congregation. 
And then the final thing uh, that, that I would maybe mention as far as rewinding and just reflecting upon 2019 were the 47 wonderful Sunday morning sermons that I preached uh, from this uh, pulpit. And, and I'm sure you guys remember all 47, right? You got to tell the truth. Okay, well, I preached 40 solo sermons, uh, basically one, two, three, four series from Colossians, the Gospel of Mark, Psalms, and Acts. And then Jared and I kind of team preached seven uh, sermons uh, together on Think Orange. And uh, I just want to quickly kind of go back and, and remind us because I'll be honest, I don't remember all 47. Come on. Neither do you. Uh, if you do, I'm really good. Uh, I'll, I'll put it that way. But when we studied Colossians, we began the year uh, studying uh, Colossians. And uh, one of the things that, that seems to be very apparent uh, in uh, that letter that Paul wrote uh, to the Christians in the ancient city of, of Colossae, he really emphasized Jesus. And we, we said that they must have been um, suffering from JDS, Jesus Deficiency Syndrome. And so one of the themes that we emphasized was the importance of being in Christ. And we discussed that importance and what that means. And we particularly emphasized in chapter 1 of Colossians uh, the supremacy of Jesus. And we emphasized in chapter 2 uh, the importance of being baptized into uh, Jesus. And the book concludes in chapter 4 with that challenge, kind of a, a great commission text. Uh, is Colossians 4, uh, to go out and to share with others uh, the supremacy of, of Jesus. Then Jared and I moved into that Think Orange uh, series. And if you remember, the, the color orange is a secondary color. And it is made by red and yellow. And we used red uh, to, to emphasize the family, the love that exists in a family, and the color yellow uh, as light. The church is the light of the world. And if you bring red and yellow together, you get orange. And so to think orange is to emphasize that if the church and the home work together, they can potentially make a greater impact on our children than if they work alone. And so we spent seven Sundays uh, talking about ways in which the family and the church uh, can come together uh, collectively and have a greater impact upon our uh, children. I then preached five sermons from the Gospel of Mark. And uh, the theme of that particular short series was from our vision statement of restore all things. And we, we could spend several weeks probably unpacking all the implications of that part of our vision. 
what it means to restore all things. But I summarized it this way in that short series. To restore all things is to bring a taste of heaven to earth. And three of those lessons came from Mark chapter 5. And Mark chapter 5 just describes kind of a typical 24-hour period in the life and ministry of Jesus. The day begins with Jesus healing a man possessed by uh, a legion of demons. The day continues with Jesus healing a woman uh, who had a disease. And it culminates with Jesus uh, raising uh, the daughter of Jairus, the the ruler uh, whom had died. And and so the importance of of ministry, the importance of of service, that's really what it means to restore all uh, things. Then we moved into the summer months, and I preached uh, from the book of Psalms. And here's what I'd want, want us to remember from Psalms. The Psalms teach us that the language of worship is neither polished nor perfect, nor precise. It is simply honest. And one of the points that that we made throughout that series was how typically, when you look at Scripture, it's God's Word to us. But in reality, when you read the Psalms, it, it is our Word to God. And just how honest and how open and how vulnerable the Psalms are as uh, the the psalmist writers would express their emotions uh, to God through through song and and through prayer. And uh, received a lot of feedback uh, on that series and um, would encourage us to continue uh, to read through uh, the book of Psalms. And then beginning in September with our uh, 150th celebration, I preached a series of lessons uh, through Acts. Our uh, primary uh, text was chapter 1 and and verse 8. At least we use that as uh, the theme. Where Jesus, before he ascends back to heaven, tells his apostles that you will be my witnesses. And that was our theme all through that series. And that series culminated uh, with this question, will we now be witnesses of Jesus to all uh, of the world? So there are some other things that that you might remember uh, from 2019 uh, from uh, a congregational kind of standpoint. But there were a few things that uh, I have reflected upon uh, in recent uh, days and wanted to share with you. Second button. Let's pause for just a moment. Now, usually, usually when you pause, uh, if, you're, if you're watching a movie and you hit the pause button, you've you got to go get the popcorn or you've got to answer the phone or you've got to take care of, of a text message, but you just stop for a minute. So I want us to just stop. And I, and I want you to think about uh, something. Uh, again, re- reflecting on the year and list... Uh, one of the things I always like to do is to go to dictionary.com and see what their word of the year is. And they, they base their word of the year on how many times uh, a particular word is looked up or hit throughout uh, the year. 
And here was their 2019 word of the year, existential. Do we know what existential means? I can assure you that existential is not a word that you hear in Pontotoc County, Oklahoma. At least I never heard it. I heard this word for the first time when I began graduate studies at Abilene Christian University and would then hear it occasionally in, in courses uh, that I took. Here's the way existential is defined. Of or relating to existence, concerned with the nature of human existence as determined by the individual's freely made choices. It's, it's a philosophical term, right? and, it's, and it's a, a very interesting term because as the definitions suggest, it's, it's all about being and choices and decisions we make in our lives. So as I, was, as I paused and, and reflected a little bit upon uh, Dictionary.com's Word of the Year, it leads, leads me to believe that this word invites us to ask two very important questions. And, and these questions are related to who we are as God's people, or, or at least I believe they should. Question number one, why do I exist? I, I mean, that's, that's a common question. Uh, whether, whether a person is religious or not, spiritual or not, has any kind of commitment to God or not, I would imagine nearly every person that's ever lived at some point in their life has asked the question, you know, why, why am I here? Why, why do I exist? And, and so as, as a disciple of Jesus, as a child of God, we should be able to answer that question, right? I mean, I hope, I hope we can. But then that leads to a second question. How will I make responsible decisions? We, we are constantly bombarded from all sides. I mean, there's no way almost to escape it. And there, there are a few points between here and Ada where you get no cell service. I, I guess you need to go there. But with our phones with our electronic devices, uh, in our cars, at home. We, we are constantly being bar bombarded with, with information vying for our attention and our loyalty, want, wanting us to make some decisions about some things. And so what determines how we choose what we do, what we say, how we act, how we respond? These are existential questions. You can really impress your friends this week by slipping in the word existential somehow. But again, as God's people, who we are in Christ should determine why we exist and should help us make responsible decisions. All right, let's push the fast forward button. Here's some things to look forward to in 2000, uh, 2020. I nearly said 2019. 
First of all, Wednesday nights in January and February, all right? Uh, we will have a men's class in room one. I will be teaching uh, a class in room three, uh, The Art of Living Skillfully, a, su a survey or a study of, of Proverbs. In room six, there will be a ladies' class. You can find more information about this class in this morning's uh, bulletin. But it will be taught by Rebecca Cowan and Maureen Spencer and is titled Digging Deeper. And then in room 17, uh, Keith Bowman will continue to facilitate our grief support group. Uh, so if you haven't been attending a Wednesday night class, this would be a good thing to resolve to do in 2020. And uh, this January and February, we have those four uh, really good uh, offerings available. Uh, and of course, plenty of classes for our children. A second thing uh, uh, to, to know uh, about and at least uh, be aware of and maybe be involved as, uh, as, best, as best we can. But this summer, for the first time in the history of our latchkey program, uh, we will be offering a summer program. And I uh, was visiting uh, Friday with uh, James uh, about this. And James shared with me about five years ago at the end of the school year, uh, he did a little survey with all of our uh, latchkey families. And he said on every single survey returned, they mentioned how wonderful it'd be if we could provide something for their children during the summer. And, and I know it's, it's been a goal and a dream of, of James for some time. And so this summer, we're going to get to do that. And the program will run from 7.30 uh, to 5.30. And uh, James has been working on the summer schedule and some field trips are being planned. Uh, these families are so thankful and so grateful. Uh, it's going to help them financially, and uh, their children will be in a, in a safe, secure program where they know the director, they know the staff, uh, and we can continue to, to have uh, a program and a, a wonderful influence upon uh, these uh, students. And so, uh, as James maybe uh, asks us for help and assistance, uh, let's be ready to uh, help as we can and certainly uh, keep that program uh, in your uh, prayers. And then finally, to kind of fast forward, let me, let me share with you some of the things that I have planned to share from uh, the pulpit. And so you can be in your personal, private, devotional time, maybe be reading from some of these books and thinking about uh, some of these concepts that we will be uh, discussing uh, from uh, the pulpit. Beginning next Sunday, I will begin a, a seven-sermon series from the minor prophet Micah. And uh, Micah's message will fit right in to our restore all things aspect of our uh, vision. And so I'm going to extend this morning what I call the Micah challenge. Micah has seven chapters. So over the next several weeks, read one chapter of Micah a day. I'm going to be doing that. 
And uh, each sermon will come from uh, a chapter. So that will be one thing uh, to look forward to. I will follow that up with uh, a series of sermons from the Lord's Prayer. Uh, We'll be using uh, primarily Matthew chapter 6, that uh, text verses 6 through 9 that we typically refer to as uh, the Lord's Prayer. And in the Lord's Prayer... Uh, we'll be able to attach it to the first kind of prong, if you will, of our vision statement, and that is connecting uh, with God. So spend some time over the next uh, few weeks reading uh, the Lord's Prayer. That will take us up uh, till uh, to the time when Jared and I once again are going to team preach uh, a series uh, that will focus upon uh, the family. And we are going uh, to use as uh, kind of a, a primary uh, resource uh, a book that is really quite old now. I think it's about 30 years old, but it was written by Gary Smalley and John Trent and it's titled The Blessing. And a wonderful book, a wonderful uh, concept that Smalley and Trent uh, develop on ways that families can bless their children. And we'll, just like we did with Think Orange, we'll also bring in to these lessons ways that churches can also bless children and uh, families. So if you're not familiar with that book, uh, you can probably find it on the discount table at the local bookstore, maybe even uh, Walmart if you dare to go there. Uh, there's a paperback version, uh, five or six bucks. Really good study. We are really excited about sharing uh, this material. Uh, this summer, I plan on preaching through uh, Romans. And then uh, next fall, I plan on doing some preaching as well as some teaching uh, on Sunday night from the book of Revelation. And uh, spent some time last summer in chapters 2 and 3. A number of people came forward and said, hey, why don't, why don't you preach or teach through the entire book? And so uh, I will be doing that uh, this fall. So there are some things by uh, fast-forwarding a little bit uh, into uh, several months of 2020 that you can be uh, anticipating. All right, now, now the sermon begins. Button four, play. Play suggests we're in the moment, we're in the present, we're watching, we're listening, we're doing something. And so I want to suggest this morning two things that that I I would encourage us all um, as, as individual Christians Uh, personally, in our own lives, to to push that play button. And the first is is really related and just kind of continues or builds upon uh, our emphasis last year on being involved in a life group and attending Sunday morning Bible class. And that is this. Choose meaningful membership. Don't just be a name on the roll, but be involved. Be meaning, have a meaningful membership. I want to turn real quickly to 1 Corinthians 12. 
There, there are two places in the Pauline letters, Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12 through 14, where, where Paul is, is emphasizing meaningful membership. And, and the way he does it, he, he uses the metaphor of the human body and how our, our human body, um, God created us in such a way that we have fingers and we have hands and we have all these parts and various members of our body and, and how they are designed to, to all work together. And if one part of the body hurts, usually all the body hurts. And if the body is working properly and, and functioning properly, then we, we are able physically to accomplish a lot of things. And, and Paul takes this metaphor and applies it spiritually to the body of Christ. Let me begin reading in verse 12. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink, even so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And then he moves into this metaphor of the physical body. Now if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part. Of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as He wanted them to be, if they were all one part. Where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. And Paul continues uh, with this, this metaphor. And, and his point is, we, we, we are all to be parts of this church. Uh, the older translations, the King James, uh, the Revised Standard, New American Standard, Amer Old American Standard, uh, New Revised Standard, some of the older English translations, instead of using the word part, actually uses the word member. And, and, and that's what the Greek word implies, just, just a member or a part of something. All right. And whatever else you want to say about Romans 12 or 1 Corinthians 12 through 14, Paul wants us to understand that, that we are in this together. And we are all members together. And each one of us plays a part. And, and if one of us is missing, it affects the entire body. And if one is not functioning properly, it affects all of us. And so please, please resolve this year uh, to be a meaningful member here at Lamar Avenue. Certainly show up, but don't just show up. Right? Be involved. Be in a life group if you're not in one. Uh, participate in a Bible class. Uh, there is always a way to contribute here as, at the, as the body of, of Christ. 
And then secondly, concentrate on one aspect uh, of our uh, vision. I was about to say, if you would look to your right, but our vision has disappeared uh, and we haven't gotten it back up. It still exists. We're still committed to connecting with God, the unity of all believers, and restoring all things. And so here's, here's the second challenge, the second what thing to resolve to do in 2020. D- choose one aspect of that vision, whether it's connecting with God, unity of all believers, or restoring all things, and, and personally, personally be involved in that area. And, and again, we, we, could, we could spend weeks talking about all the implications about each aspect of, of our vision. You know, connecting with God, uh, helping with worship, discipleship, uh, being involved in a Bible class, being willing to teach a Bible class, uh, unity of all believers, uh, enhancing relationships among us and among other believers in our city and community. Uh, restoring all things, you know, serving, being involved in, uh, in, in, in this community in a benevolent kind of way. But choose, choose one aspect and just personally really concentrate on that uh, throughout this particular year. And, and I'd, I would like to know, I'd, I'd like to know what your choice is, you know, and and as, as you are involved in which, whichever one you choose, share your stories with me or the elders or call up to the office and, and let us know uh, how things are progressing. I'm, I'm probably talking to older millennials, but did, did anybody ever listen to the band Reliant K? Anybody? I, I, I listened to Reliant K, really not by choice initially. But it was the CD that was in my truck every morning when I took Taylor and Luke to school when they were in middle school. Reliant K, uh, they're, they're still recording, still playing, still touring. Uh, kind of a Christian rock punk band. And uh, so I, I became a fan. I took them to a Reliant K concert in Oklahoma City one time, and I promise I was the oldest one there. And I was only about 40, you know, but I was still, I was still the oldest one there. Matthew Thiessen is uh, the originator uh, of this band, along with Matt Hops. And a few years ago, they, they put out uh, what, is, what has become my favorite Christmas CD. It's titled, Let It Snow, Baby, Let It Rain, Dear." And, and, and by the way, it has the best re- rendition of the 12 days of Christmas, bar none. I, I mean, and I get no uh, royalties from promoting uh, their Christmas CD. But there, there is a song on that Christmas CD that Matthew Thiessen wrote titled, I Celebrate the Day. And, and it, it, is, it has become my, other than O Holy Night, my favorite Christmas uh, song because the lyrics are so powerful. And here's the way the song begins. And with this Christmas wish is missed, the point I could convey. 
If only I could find the words to say to let you know how much you've touched my life. Because here is where you're finding me in the exact same place as New Year's Eve. And from a lack of my persistency, we're less than half as close as I want to be. Here's what Thesis is saying. Here he is on Christmas Day, and he's remembering the birth of Jesus and the significance of Jesus coming into this world and into his life personally. And yet as he reflects and as he's honest with himself... Spiritually speaking, he he is in the exact same place as he had been when the new year began. And and so the implication is there's there's obviously a desire. There's a deep love for his Savior. And and he's, he's probably attempted to do some things to enhance that relationship, but it's still in the same exact place. And and every time I hear this song, and I play this song throughout the year, I'll just be driving home and think, I need I celebrate today, and I play it. And and it, it forces me to ask myself the question, am I am I at the same exact place? Am I just running on a treadmill? Am I stuck in quicksand in my relationship with my Lord? And so it is great to reflect on list and to even make new list. But if we don't do anything with the list, here we are. We're going to be at the same place next New Year's Eve, not any closer to Christ, still running on the treadmill. Stuck in the quicksand. So where does Jesus find you this morning? He has blessed us with a great 2019. And I know he's going to bless us with an even greater 2020. Let's serve our Lord this year as we never served him before. Let's stand and sing.